0: Hi, Ralph. Hi, Jim. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm well, and just itching to get at our topic today.
1: Okay. Well, let us remind our listeners that this is Psychology Takeaway, where we attempt to look at current issues in psychology and make some sense out of them for uh, the rest of the world. And well, one of you know, the things. Well, maybe is, for
0: ourselves too. For Sometimes us. when we talk these things through, uh, we end up making more sense than we knew.
1: Yeah, possibly so. <laughs> or less. <laughs> now, the topic last week was uh, artificial intelligence. And so, how does that relate to, to psychology? Well, it's cognition, uh, but it's art- artificial. But there's something else that goes along with it, Ralph, and that is a fear. Yeah, which is an, an emotion that we humans have that maybe this unfolding technology is not all that great.
0: That is certainly true, Jim. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, in as much as one of the gurus of uh, futurism these days is Elon Musk, uh, one of the things he said in an interview recently is that. Uh, AI has, however vanishing small the probability is, the prospect of uh, destroying civilization.
1: Ah, yes. That was in an interview with Tucker Carlson, right? It was, yeah. yeah. We'll see if we can find that and put it underneath uh, Learn Here
0: or Learn More. uh, One of the the things, Jim, that I think is certainly true is that... um, there has always been, um, ever since uh, science fiction first developed uh, in its written form, uh, and you can go back to Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, the, uh, the author of uh, that story uh, basically wrote a science fiction story. So oh. that's uh, uh, 1300s, 1400s. Okay. Uh, so it's been a literary genre for a long time. And uh, the thing that has been one of our fears is the fear of uh, some sort of robot taking over control of our world.
1: Yep. I think that's that's no. true. Or a machine taking over. I um, remember there's that, uh, I think it's Charlie Chaplin movie. Uh, the, wasn't it called? The Megapolis? Megapolis. Um,
0: Something like he's, that. And he, he is on the clock. Uh, he's hanging yeah. from the hand and the clock is running everything. Right. And,
1: and he's kind of going and people are going through it like a conveyor belt and yeah know, like a rolling mill at the steel plant yeah so sort of a spooky image of of uh, you know, what a future might look like but people have had this kind of spooky image before um we thought maybe when we went from the uh, horse and buggy to an automobile that all sorts of bad things would happen
0: Yeah, and one of the things that was interesting, Jim, is when the first trains uh, came into use, uh, people were absolutely convinced that trains were going to destroy uh, humanity because a train had the capability of going 20 miles an hour and sustained, Uh as opposed to a horse going 20 miles an hour for 100 yards. And they figured that after maybe 10, 15 miles at 20 miles an hour, people would vanish.
1: Wow, okay.
0: And so what they did in the early trains is they had a guy walking ahead of them with a red flag <laughs> to keep them keep the engineer uh, in going, control
1: from going too quickly,
0: from going <laughs> too quickly. so and, and you mentioned horse and buggy. Uh, You know, uh, one of the fears today is that the AI will put people out of work and almost certainly that is the case. Any new technology puts a certain number of people out of work, so when we went from horse and buggy to horseless carriage, the first automobiles, We put buggy whip makers out of work, we put harness makers out of work, we put carriage makers out of work, except the carriage makers swung over to making horseless carriages. Mm -hmm. So the the
1: wheelwrights became uh, what? um, They made uh, automobile tires. Tires, yeah. yeah, So
0: every technology displaces somebody, but it replaces. Other people
1: mm-hmm. with
0: other jobs.
1: Okay, well, that's one of the fears of AI that that's going to happen that that people with, with certain kinds of jobs are going to be you know out of out of work. Uh, people who have to do great quantities of research on AI can apparently research you know, every court case that's ever been written down in a matter of seconds, as opposed to having a paralegal having to go through library after library.
0: And if you think about it, I mean, uh, AI has access to uh, all of Google, Mm -hmm. uh, all of the Library of Congress bibliography, everything that's been digitized is there. Uh, Almost all legal cases have been digitized now. Um, So, uh, Wikipedia, every source that is in digital form, an AI can access.
1: Okay, interesting. And as we talked last week, or a couple weeks ago, AIs not only can access information for other people, like, you know, how many lawsuits has Coca-Cola been in and successfully won, they can begin, or it can begin. Can I use the term AI and it together? I think so. It can begin to create some of its own stuff. We we had the example of the the sermon that was written.
0: Now, here's the thing. People are now uh, really beginning to worry because for the first time, we have not just I can gather all the information and put it in one pot, but... I can generate from that, so it's a generative AI, which mm-hmm. isn't the new thing
1: yeah and we talked last week about the uh, uh, the, the interview with with um,
0: the, the students and the yeah. teachers and and one of the uh, teachers was talking about uh, how he now felt like he had to become a sleuth and everything that came into him written by, ostensibly written by a student. He had to say, was this written by my student? It doesn't sound like him or her. Mm -hmm. It it sounds sounds better. It sounds better, it sounds like a graduate student. And one of the things that we know about beginning writers and university writers are, with all due respect to uh, high school they're they're beginning a new kind of writing uh, task, and so everybody fumbles their way in the beginning of a new writing task. Mm-hmm. So you know if all of a sudden you take a guy or gal who's uh, a freshman university student and they're writing at the graduate level, you end up saying, "Not your paper <laughs> right. You know, Uh, not your circus not your paper.
1: Okay good point now in that uh, uh, piece from APA there was an interview with uh, Griffith and uh, he's the um, prophet at Princeton that's a uh, head of the um, computing program and knows a lot about AI. It was pretty interesting to uh, listen to him talk and say you know we really don't know much about AI and we don't really know much about how AI will evolve or develop that's kind of like well a thousand years ago we didn't know much about how an egg and a sperm are going to develop into a human being but they did over millennia and so he's thinking that there's going to be some kind of uh, a kind of an evolution with with AI Um, One of the the criticisms from the prof last week was that AI doesn't do a very good job, uh, does a terrible job, at um, uh, portraying emotions. Right. Do you think that could change? Well,
0: let's put it this way, Jim. We have, um, in psychology, we have worked for what would you say now, about 300 years perhaps to understand human emotions? Yeah,
1: you know, be, before the you know true scientific uh, portion of, of psychology came along, um, you know, Shakespeare was a, not a psychologist obviously, but he did a good job of, of portraying an understanding and understanding and being able to talk about aspects of human emotion. But really it wasn't until Gordon Allport in the 1930s, who really did a, a systematic study you know, of emotion and ended up with uh, a catalog of, of emotions that people are still adding to today.
0: So in the scientific terms, we might say 100 years. Yeah. Now, you say, okay, well, humans have been scientifically studying emotion for 100 years. Where are
1: we? Uh, we're just beginning to start to understand
0: it uh so where is AI
1: I'm just beginning to understand it.
0: do you think it's going to go faster than humans?
1: Well, that can analyze a tre- tremendous amount of data you know very very quickly, whereas you and I are going to be analyzing or, or limited to a small amount of data like as a, as a kid as a baby you know you're figuring out the world, but uh, it, you know you've got what a couple of uh, models, hopefully, you know mom and dad, and maybe a couple of models with siblings to help you figure out the world. AI has got literally every human being that there has ever lived there's the, the data that AI can can look at really really quickly,
0: so they're apt to make faster progress yeah so if they if the AI makes faster progress in understanding humans. Can it then evolve into portraying human emotions in a better way?
1: Probably. You know, if um, uh, the classic, I don't know if it's classic, the great uh, recent uh, Disney film uh, Inside Out, you know, showed the emotions of a a preteen. And basically there were, I think, four emotions. Anger, resentment, fear, and, and joy was one of them yeah you that's know, not a lot of emotions. Whereas, you know, if you take a look at an adult, that adult might be able to articulate, you know, 10 or 12 different emotions that, you know, uh, affect them. And so yeah. the AI can probably, if the AI looked at enough Disney movies, it could probably come up with the Disney emotions, the emotions of the Disney princesses, perhaps.
0: Yeah, now, so you say, well... Who is in the business of depicting human emotions? Actors, Fiction writers.
1: Fiction writers, actors.
0: So, uh, are we going to then have AI that uh, becomes the writer of human emotions, and then the uh, the um, designer of CGI that replaces the actor? So writers and actors are out of work, and blah blah blah. So that's the kind of fear that is um, at the basis of a lot of people who are saying, um, "We got to stop this." Mm-hmm. Now, the so it's not, it's not paranoia per se, it's, it's a rational fear. It's a rational fear, yeah, of course it is. And the thing is that what we know from uh, all other forms of scientific progress is once you start the merry-go-round, it's very, very difficult to stop it.
1: Right, And that's why I think people are right now trying to stop the merry-go-round before it even goes around one revolution, right?
0: That's right. And so the thing is that you say, well, okay, I'm going to stop the merry-go-round. Well, how do you do that? Well, for example, you could say, well, government should be controlling AI. Well, government says, okay, uh, now we used to have uh, an office of uh, technological analysis, but we eliminated it because of budget constraints. So we do we put that back? And it becomes in charge of AI. Right now, the uh, people who are the AI designers and manufacturers are lobbying Congress to say, Put us in charge. You guys don't know diddly about technology. <laughs> we know how to do this stuff. Put us in charge.
1: You know, Ralph, that would be like putting a wolf in charge of security at a sheep invention, a convention.
0: It would, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, in some ways, you can say, well, that makes a lot of sense. The people who know the most about it should do uh, the most regulations. They they have... Uh, and do they have a vested interest in seeing anything except more AI? I'm probably not. So you say to yourself, well, how do, how do we control? How this? do we control? Yeah. Or do we? Do we just let it evolve like topsy? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and one of the classic examples of that is if we go back to. Uh, let's say, 1895, with the first automobiles. Okay. Uh, 1898, automobiles have been around for a couple of years. Uh, there's, there's three of them in the state of Ohio. Three, Two, three, three automobiles? Three automobiles in all of Ohio. Okay. Two of them have a head-on collision. Oops. Two automobiles out of the three collide with each other.
1: Two thirds of the population of automobiles in Ohio yeah, collide. Collide. Oh.
0: Okay. So you say, well, well, yeah, but you know, look, um, look what we did with automobiles. We we didn't put them away in fear because two thirds of the automobiles collided. We just let them evolve naturally, and well, okay. we built. More roads and bigger roads and faster roads and put now, more
1: safety f- features into the uh, into auto- the automobile, automobile yeah. and
0: now you say, okay well uh, what do our inner cities look like? Well they're splendid places for automobiles they're no howl and hell for people. <laughs> You know, and and that's true. That's what happens when you get natural evolution of technology. Okay, yeah. yeah. You end up with things that don't quite go the way you imagined them initially.
1: Kind of like Hal in 2001, it's A Space to, Odyssey. A Space Odyssey, yes. Okay, Ralph, it's fine. Just relax. I'll take care of you. <laughs> exactly. So... So we should have some realistic uh, uh, skepticism here. We should. Okay.
0: Now, the other thing... Paranoia,
1: probably not.
0: Paranoia, not. Not not entirely. Taken to the extreme, I Mm -hmm. mean, it could be. But you say to yourself, well, suppose suppose somebody is right, and we say, okay, uh, AI in 25 years is going to eliminate... 90% 90% of jobs. Okay. So then you say, well, AI takes over food production, agricultural management, uh, all of mundane technology like record keeping, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what happens to people?
1: Well, we might have more leisure time. Yeah. and No we, money to enjoy the leisure time, right? Well,
0: uh, not necessarily. I mean, we could end up with, uh, the um, the AI saying uh, everybody gets the same.
1: Aha, uh-huh. the great reset you're talking at this point, right? Everybody gets x amount of money and uh, you know just for a living.
0: Yeah, so like the, your
1: allowance when you were a kid.
0: Yeah, so at the you know the first of the month you get your x number of dollars, and the people who can ration it well uh, live. Reasonably well throughout the month, mm-hmm. and the people who take it to the casino and gamble it away don't get any more, because everybody gets the same, or do they?
1: Some pigs are more not not. not I'm not you equating know, pa- people with pigs, but in Animal Farm, remember? yeah,
0: some yeah. Pig, pigs are equal more equal than others. So the thing is, the guy who has the terrible gambling habit, uh huh. Does he get more?
1: Well, I'm. I mean, you know, sh- should he get more? Should he get more? No. Might he get more? Might he get more? Maybe. Might, might
0: somebody say you have an addiction? Uh, it's incurable. So I'm going to give you more endless <laughs> amounts of money to gamble.
1: Hmm. Well, um, that's a bit of a sticky wicket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I go and I say, look, uh, I'm addicted to reading books. Oh, well, I'll (laughs) give you an endless amount of money to buy books. And then I end up saying, I have more books and uh, no time to read them. Oh Well, sorry about that. I can't can't, give uh, you more time. (laughs) can't give you more time. So, you know, the thing is that you, you look at this and it raises a whole multitude of questions. And unfortunately... I don't know that anybody has good answers for us right now.
1: Yeah, well, that's what Griffiths had to say. That uh, hey, you know, I'm not sure how this thing is going to shake out. You know, we'll we'll know about it at some point in time in the future. Now, you and I are old, Ralph. We might not know the answer to this.
0: No, but we might say, well, we have grandchildren who are going to live out the answer and. My hope for my grandchildren has always been that the answer' you know, good. Yeah. The answer's good. And what do you do if you say, "Well, you know the answer might not be good."
1: Mm-hmm. So something, as we were looking for information about this, uh, I ran across something that I did not know of, that the uh, United States Senate has a committee on artificial intelligence. Did you know that?
0: I did know that after you mentioned it because then I then I looked it up and I discovered that uh...
1: it's run by the senator from New Mexico and uh, he too is skeptical about the use of or uses of AI. You know, we've talked about positive things with AI, you know, um, an artificial intelligence program can analyze millions of different kinds of data and make suggestions to the uh uh uh, medical folks you know they can look at all sorts of cancers and determine whether or not that bump on your head is cancerous or not something good but uh you know he too like a number of people uh the luddites you know are thinking "Mm, this might be a technology that we should not let out of the uh out of the bottle
0: the problem is the technology is already out of the bottle and um, the only thing that we can try and do now, I think, that makes any sense is to leave people, and here, here's the people, quote unquote, uh, I don't know who these people might be. Uh, leave people in control so that the AI analyzes the data, makes a recommendation, and says, you should do this for the best results. And then people end up saying, is this what we want to do?
1: Yeah, that's a rational approach to it. Hopefully rational minds will prevail. Do you think that uh, we're going to get put out of a job, uh, uh, Ralph, doing podcasts?
0: Well, if an AI can write, uh, maybe if it gets a speech synthesizer that doesn't sound like a robot, uh, maybe it develops the ability to and, of course, multitasking is the the forte of computers. So it might develop the ability to do 150 podcasts uh, an hour.
1: Oh, lordy lord. <laughs> Who needs 150 podcasts? <laughs> I don't know, Ralph. It is interesting to think about, but this is the best voice I can come up with right now. Well, you need s- a better
0: voice. Siri
1: doesn't do a bad job, does she? No. Okay. Well, we've been on this one for a couple of weeks now, and in the you know preceding months, we've looked at AI, and I'm sure we're going to come back you know to it. But uh, you said something interesting about the study of emotion. So let's uh, let's take a look at the development of emotions and. Um, uh, Emotions going well and emotions going uh, awry in a okay. series ahead of us now.
0: Yeah, because one of the things that uh, you know we we uh, have all experienced is uh, is people, uh, and I'm I'm going to uh, maybe give away some of my thoughts on this, but people who are well educated seem, by and large, to control their emotions. Uh, people who don't have much education often seem to have emotional difficulties, uh, behavioral difficulties, should I say, that come from their emotions. Okay. So let's let's explore that idea of emotions and what do we do about them.
1: Okay. So until the next time, this is Jim and Ralph saying keep your stick on the ice because
0: we're all in this Together. together.